Hey Mackenzie, our podcast outlasted a cancellation. Stay tuned for Young Justice. Good day and welcome to Writers Get Animated, a podcast about storytelling, animation, and cliffhangers, more often than not. I'm Mackenzie Worrell. I'm Chris Leva, and I resign too. Oh, woo. Someone's into it. In character, Chris. In character, Chris. <laughs> I resign. Um, anyway. Bad, bad Chris. <laughs> So today, we are, as Chris mentioned, we are talking about Young Justice, which has recently returned for a third season after a uh, quite a hiatus, um, because of course, Young Justice season one and two aired on TV, and then it was canceled on a, I forget which cliffhanger is which type, on a type B, B cliffhanger, Yes, it was a type which B. means that there's this plot left untold, this plot, oh no. <clears throat> not everything was resolved. Um, and now, it's not a cliffhanger anymore. Theoretically, we'll talk about it. It's complicated. Uh, <laughs> but to get us started for today's conversation, Chris, do you want to refresh us on our type A, type B cliffhanger differentiation and what that means here? I will. I would love to do that. I don't feel like we do that enough. So, way back in episode five of this great podcast um loved by you have to think about great <laughs> i was trying to see if i could think of a better word and unfortunately i couldn't <laughs> i tried to do better it's not that i couldn't think of the word great it's that i couldn't think of anything better than great anyway way back in this episode five of this very specialized and beloved podcast um we discussed cliffhangers in general, and there are two main types. I mean, there are three main types, but there are two types that are the most prominent. We have a type A cliffhanger and a type B cliffhanger. A type A cliffhanger is typically the Netflix special. Um, it's where the main plot cuts off and you're left in shock, not sure what's gonna happen. So, oh my gosh, um, think of many season finales. Like, who shot this person? Who killed that person? Did that person die in the fire? Is that person gonna, you know? There's just this big unanswered question left and there's no resolution at all. Type A cliffhanger. The last, the less um, satisfying of the cliffhangers. The second is a type, the type B cliffhanger, where you tell a story, um, you're following one main plot, that plot ties up and finishes, and then a new story is revealed. Think like end credits at a Marvel movie, like some kind of stinger. Yeah, but part of the film. Like, I, you know, it's like that's how the film itself ends. So it's like the, um, the, the final credit scene of uh, Infinity War. If that happened before the credits, it would be a type B cliffhanger instead of a type A cliffhanger. 
like right now it's a type A cliffhanger. Um, if they would have put <laughs> the uh, little uh, Captain Marvel thing at the front of it, suddenly it's a type B cliffhanger. Kind of wraps things up slightly and then starts something fresh. Mm-hmm. But because they just kind of end type A Empire Strikes Back type A Last Jedi type B question mark I'll go with type C um, type C yeah the like you finish the plot's wrapped up there is no plot cliffhanger there's no hint of new story but there's an emotional cliffhanger right we're left in a very question mark pocked landscape Mm -hmm. yeah you're right okay thank you that's why I couldn't quite nail it down but type C so those are the three main types again type A and type B are more prominent and if we remember back because I didn't re-listen to our episode 5 and I didn't re-watch Um, the last episode of season two of Young Justice, but it ends on a type B cliffhanger where we, we resolve the main thread of season two and then we find out that um, Darkseid is in charge of everything. (gasps) Ta-da! New thread. New threat, new thread. It's like new phone, who dis? <laughs> right. New plot, who dis? <laughs> dark side. I just, I just said, I just said it was dark side. Um, so what, uh, what do we need to know from that final season to get back into the new season? of Young Justice Outsiders. Oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man. I think it's been so long that luckily this episode gives you the core, core, core of what you need to know. It essentially repeats the very end of season two um, and shows it to you in the season three premiere because they acknowledge, like, it's been a while. We're still here. It's okay. Um, but Young Justice is a show that is dense. So if you're a follower of our podcast because you like our, our sweet, sultry voices uh, and you don't watch the things we talk about at all, um, I will do my best to recap this for you so you can make sense of our sweet, sultry sayings. <laughs> um, season two of Young Justice, the end of it wraps up. There's this evil from outer space called the reach this alien race that came to earth to sell soft drinks but turns out the soft drinks are giving humans metahuman abilities and activating them and oh i forget some of it so i might get some of this wrong uh and there's this league of not justice but the opposite of justice called the light um that's a whole bunch of your favorite dc supervillains teaming up and they were teaming up with the reach but then it turns out they were going to turn on them the whole time and take over their plot and so when the reach betrays them the bad guys work with the good guys because they were going to betray them anyway Whew, lots happening and that's just the super threat um anyway the chase away the aliens that's happening but they've left this like 
catastrophic doomsday failsafe where they're going to uh, destroy the Earth to hide their meddling in it from the intergalactic court, which is already flawed, as I showed in the season. It's confusing. <laughs> um, so these doomsday weapons are launching. Uh, the adult Justice League and the young adult <laughs> young Justice League um, team up together to go after all these different doomsday devices and deactivate them in time before they reach a chrysalis mode and destroy the Earth. Uh, with a whole bunch of energy. Great. Um, so they destroy all 20 of these, and then it turns out that there's a 21st one at the magnetic north pole, disguised by the magnetic fields of the Earth, so they missed it. Um, there's no quick boom tubes up there, because of course the League uses these boom tubes to essentially teleport all around to all their bases. And they can't get there, so to get there the fastest, the they volunteer all of the flash genre of superheroes among both Leagues <laughs> to go to the magnetic north pole quickly and try to deactivate this device and they fail it activates but with the advice of lex luthor for some reason um the flashes pull a superman two something like that Super and they start uh, to reverse one. that's that's one yeah that's one that's one sorry they pull a superman one and they're running in the reverse polarization of this energy or something to contain it, um, but they're not running fast enough. So then we have our main character, Wally, um, Kid Flash, join them to run with them. And that is containing the energy, it's working, everything seems great. Um, but then they realize because Kid Flash is not quite as fast as the other Flashes, News Flash, Flashes run at different speeds. You just oh. you just said Flash a lot. I'm having a I'm having a brain maybe, flash. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, main character Wally not running fast enough for some reason the energy is attracted to that like he becomes a siphon for it and he kind of fades out of existence so we lose one of our main characters and then his girlfriend is distraught um, but they've saved the earth the aliens are gone um, with a cost to our heroes and uh, other main character Nightwing decides he's going to take a leave of absence from the Young Justice crew but he watches as all the main characters we've met are kind of like pairing off on new missions. It goes business as usual and walks away into the sunset. In the meantime, we see a flash of, um, sorry, I shouldn't say flash, <laughs> a new scene, <laughs> a new scene. Um, and we see some of these other characters, um, Vandal Savage from the light, coming through boom tube to see some of our other like recurring people like the talk show host g gordon godfrey and he walks up to a mysterious figure and shakes his hand it's dark side <gasps> surprise and just says business as usual and that's the end of young justice suddenly dark side here's a nuclear plot bomb and you're canceled goodbye <laughs> who ah uh, goodness i think that covers everything yeah, it all came back. It all... Um, I was getting flashes of... Flashes! I know. Drink. Um, I, was get, I was getting flashes of the plot. It was like, oh yeah, I do remember this. I do remember this, this moment. So, uh, yeah, thank you for that retelling. I, I feel like I was there. Um, 
I reread the Young Justice Pedia slightly before recording this episode, <laughs> so I could do such a thing. You're welcome, world. So, I feel like we we were talking a lot about Prince's last episode, um, discussing <laughs> the Dragon Prince. Now we have this um, Prince's All, which I keep trying to read as Prince's Ali, but that's that's like the sequel to Aladdin. Princess Ali, fabulous she. Yeah, why didn't they do that? Never mind. Um, so, princes all. Um, the big question that I think a lot of folks have is, so do we get dark side in this episode? Does that, does that start to uh, fix itself and get everything taken care of? I think the core of our discussion today is, was this a satisfying resolution to a cliffhanger? Or, alternatively, could it eventually lead to one satisfying conclusion? And it does. I think it's... They make a good move because you can't just, like, pick back up, make Dark Side the bad guy all of a sudden. Like, I'm going to come to Earth now and fight you. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's not how Dark Side usually works. But the opening credits make a good choice in that they acknowledge the elephant in the room. And the opening credits are essentially a flash of Earth, this whole like DNA strand thing, and then it shows Apocalypse and says, Apocalypse! And those are the opening credits of Young Justice. Great, so we know Apocalypse will be involved. We acknowledge Darkseid was a bomb that was dropped. This will come back eventually. It's in the opening credits. So we're going to remind you every episode that that's the question of the season. That will they or won't they? dark side so this is the um Chekhov's dark side yes so for those fans <laughs> the playwright anton Chekhov always said that if you see a gun on stage if you show a gun that gun has to fire by the end of the play which i feel like applies to any name dropping of any side character who's also a superhero in the comics in a DC or Marvel animated or feature movie. Can you say one more sentence about that? Uh, what would be too many spoilers? This isn't a spoiler, really. And by the time this airs, it will have been a hot minute, but we're recording this shortly after Captain oh, Marvel. Oh, no. Premiered. Is this going to spoil Captain Marvel for me? No, it's not really a spoiler at all. No, 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 you're fine. It's nothing about Captain Marvel as a movie itself. Um, You know what? Let's not use Captain Marvel. Ant-Man. Okay. We're going to use Ant-Man. I'll I'll Um, allow it. Luckily, my husband is a walking encyclopedia of wonderful comics knowledge. So whenever I don't understand something or it feels like something in a Marvel movie should mean more than I get at the time. And I know there's some kind of nerdy wink, wink, nudge, nudge going on. (laughs) I can ask him. Um, and in Ant-Man, they prominently display Ant-Man's daughter, Cassie. Right, Cassie? Mm-hmm. Something like that. She's in the movies. She's learning how to be a hero from her dad. He's kind of like figuring out how to be a hero himself and a good guy in general. Um, and in the comics, she eventually becomes a superhero as well. So it kind of feels like a lot of Marvel movies are setting up for like these young characters or side characters who get name dropped to eventually be in their own movies or be in a movie. Hmm. I see. 
you can't just like drop like oh by the way end of this movie Ant-Man has his daughter and not wonder like so when Paul Rudd's contract is up I mean another option which is a good thing to discuss in this DC conversation is Iron Man 2 (laughs) um (laughs) when you have um or is it in Iron Man it's in Iron Man where Rhodey goes by the suit and says, oh, next time. And then walks out. And then becomes, you know, War Machine in the second one. It's like, oh, well, of course next time. Oh, I see. You're, you're hinting that that's a plot thread. There will be a next time. There will time. be a next time. And I will be in the suit. And for you fans, that was a thing. Yeah. So. There's a lot of that. For any of the big comics fans, whenever they do a slight illusion, you figure it out. There's actually a great illusion in this very first episode that I didn't pick up what they were doing until the mid-season cliffhanger, which is what they've currently aired through in season three. And it was like, oh, I'm so dumb moment, which was great. I love when those happen. (laughs) Because it's so obvious once you see it, and I just did not get it until the end. So... What do we um, what do we get in Princes All? What's the plot? Where do we pick up, and what do we see? Like Young Justice does, because it's so dense, we jump two years. We're now two years ahead of where we were last time, and a lot of things have changed. And you're just gonna have to boy figure it out as you go along. And if you have some comics knowledge, it helps connect the dots. But if not, I hope they talk about why some things happened otherwise trying to think what's changed um calder is now aquaman which is great he was aqualad before um and they invented him for young justice and he's amazing yeah love he's great and he is now the elected co-chair of the justice league along with wonder woman um they're doing their justice league thing um McGann is now showing her white Martian self and not hiding herself and she and Superboy are back together um, Nightwing is still off on his own um, well not on his but own but he now has yeah. Yeah, his Oracle in his ear who if you're a comics fan you know that the bad girl they show early on becomes Oracle because she gets shot in the spine at some by point by the Joker so they're kind of skipping over that <laughs> Don't know if that'll come back or not, but now Batgirl's Oracle, okay. Yeah, but uh, we don't know how and why, so it could be that not the same reason. Exactly. Which I hope is um, the case, but... He's still investigating this metahuman stuff, um, which appears to have not died down at any time since the last season finale, because we learned that this Princess Tara of Markovia was kidnapped shortly after the last season finale, and so this metagene trafficking thing has been going on for two years, and the Justice League, young and adult, has not been able to put a stop to it. And there's massive trafficking worldwide, lots of people disappearing. And do you think there's this thing that they that we see, this young girl that gets taken, Fourteen, she's put in the chamber, um, and 
they say add the tar or whatever they say and this tar-like substance fills up and she essentially you think she's drowned and then it cuts to later and they have her being released to fight the justice league is that I think before they put her in the tar, they show her getting one of those like control chip things on her right. neck, which they also show on the the meta monster that she becomes. Yes, and she um, is. This is Princess Tara. No, no, no. That was um, that was some, some rando Anna some something. Rando. Okay. Yeah. Is Tara gonna get the tar? I feel like that'd be spoilers. Okay. You'll just have to watch the rest of season three, part one. She is Tara. She was kidnapped two years ago. Don't forget that. That's true. So did she already get the Tara? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. So I will be using my DC Universe trial... And catching up um, it's great it feels like a lot when it's when the season is airing um, it's not quite Netflix where they release like here's the whole season or half a season at once but like it still airs weekly but they give you three episodes at a time so it's it's like a marathon every Friday when it's airing for me. <laughs> like, gotta see them <laughs> give me the next three episodes so um, and then we have this this tar plot going on this human trafficking plot happening and then we have the Justice League um, and stuff going on with the Justice League about them failing and, th- and this yeah. inner fight that's happening in the Justice League the main big big kid version the you adult don't. Justice League which I thought was really interesting. So the... To back up a little bit, this comes to a head with the adult Justice League because they're on some other planet fighting a battle like the Justice League does in this show. They're always off Earth doing other things. And uh, Black Lightning accidentally kills this meta person uh, and finds out that it is a 14-year-old human girl who's been mutated. And it kind of has a mental breakdown. <clears throat> At the same time, the rest of the the Justice League sees that this metahuman trafficking is galactic in scale and they have failed to stop this catastrophe from happening on Earth. And so you have half the League resigning out of protest because they feel like their hands are tied they can't stop this. And you have Black Lightning resigning because of the guilt that he feels. So it looks like he's joining the revolt when really he's resigning for his own personal reasons. And you have... Which he he says. he says. And you have Batman doing the Batman thing. I love the name drop of the comics thread that I haven't read of like, I don't want to join Batman Incorporated. Don't dunk. (laughs) Wow. But it is thrown in as an insult. Like, look, I got my people... And I'm done with this, whatever this is. Because the the relationship with Batman and the Justice League has always been pretty 
much like he doesn't quite want to be there. Um, doesn't necessarily feel like he belongs there and also thinks that all of them are dangerous. Um, and it's because of Batman that most of them almost get killed um, in the uh, Tower of Babel plot. I don't know if you ever... I think it, Justice League War tried to do Tower of Babel, I believe, as animated film. Is this one of the yeah. movies? Which is also on DC it Universe. Is. I'm it assuming. is. Justice League War is one of the Justice League movies that's there, but the live-action Justice League in which Batman begins the Justice League isn't part of it. Yeah. I won't say things about that. This is an animation podcast. Oh, of course. Yes. Far be it from <laughs> us to talk about the DC EU in this podcast. It's true. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I know it didn't happen. It never happened. It never happened. So for you as someone who hasn't followed the first two seasons of Young Justice very well slash at all, <laughs> but you remember seeing this cliffhanger multiple years ago when we talked yes. about it. How hard was this to come back into for season three, episode one? Or did it feel like it was just a great episode with background info that could have helped illustrate what was happening? There were a couple things that I was thinking through throughout. I couldn't remember exactly what threads to be watching for. I was like, wasn't Aqualad a bad guy or was that a different show? Like, I was just trying to figure out what were the main themes from before. And I think about three minutes in, my brain said, give up on that. Like, give up on trying to remember what happened before because there are 15 things happening right now and I feel like you're missing out on the 15 things happening and starting. So regardless of what happened before, it sets off on here's a new mystery and here are new threads and it tries to start something new leaving things behind. So in terms of completing or resolving the unanswered question, I think there was zero attempt to do that in this. And I don't think of it as a solid resolution of anything. Now, does it feel like it could lead to one eventually? I'm, do you feel like you're on that path? <coughs> Such an offensive question. He coughed. I know. His body rejected it. Oh, I'm still getting over the flu. Um, but it was... I can see seeds being planted. And I feel like the dark side question from the cliffhanger was not going to be answered in the first episode anyway. That was one thing that I assumed. Because Darkseid is not a episode one kind of villain. Darkseid is a final episode villain. Like you, you have to complete this arc. 
to get to Darkseid. Just because you saw him in a cutscene doesn't mean he's the next thing you're going to face in the video game. He's going to be your final boss. And I think we have to let people get there. So, you mm-hmm. know, in some ways I didn't expect immediate resolution. I I did expect some I don't I don't want to say acknowledgement of what had happened before. And I guess we get that a little bit with Godfrey coming back. The mm-hmm. But um I still feel like there was not it, it may as well have been a new series. Like this could could have been easily episode one and the fact that they called it Young Justice Outsiders makes it feel like it was trying to say, hey, we're something different. I mean, season two had its own name also. Right. I'm trying to think if season one had its own special name if it was just Young Justice. But I do kind of like they're rolling up, they're packaging this overarching like season plot into like, this one's called Outsiders. I don't know what that means yet. Right. Halfway through the season. <laughs> if that's the people who left the league, maybe? Although it hints itself to be the metahumans based on mm. the opening credits and the all the DNA stuff, it seems to talk about the outsiders being the metahumans. That's I mean, that's what I got dramaturgically from the opening credits. I just wonder about um it it feels a little bit like and this is not animated but some of our fans there may be some crossover for this but it feels a lot like Torchwood um, (laughs) seasons 3 and season 4 of Torchwood um, Children of Eden and Miracle Day I believe this that sounds right I think it's here's this we may resolve some of the questions from before, but you don't need those things to continue on this journey with us because we're going to tell you a full story with this. And I don't know if they're trying to say, like, we're not going to solve all of Young Justice and give you a good resolution for the end of Young Justice, but we can give you a open and closed story here Mm -hmm. so I'd be really the big question that I have is will it end on a cliffhanger or will it end with a resolution oh man I remember reading on Twitter they're gunning to be picked up for season 4 still Um, but I do hope they've learned the lesson a little bit (laughs) there won't be some other plot bomb drop at the end of season three. I hope that everything feels wrapped up. Maybe give us like an emotional cliffhanger and then come back with that in season four. That's what I want. Instead of a, uh, a plot based cliffhanger. Yeah. Cause at some point the show does have to end for real. It's like Futurama. But Futurama always like ended the show for real every time they ended for fake, because 
every time is the real time. Yeah, exactly. So treat it like there is no season four. <laughs> Gonna get that on a mug. <laughs> there is no season four. Right, like there is no season four. <laughs> Act like you're not getting paid. <laughs> oh, words to live by and write by. <laughs> we need to make shirts now. Right, like there's no season four. <laughs> there you go. Uh, or season two. Should we just make it season two? Right, like right, the, okay. right, like there's no season two. See, I throw it out there, you take it, you make it better. So, let's let's hit for type type C cliffhangers then. Yeah, type yeah, C's fine. Type C. Type C. I don't know why. I don't know either, but it works. I'm a hype man. Yeah, you can hype man it. That's fine. I'm a hype man for type C cliffhangers. Let's talk a little bit. Of- I'm gonna go out to Congress and be a <laughs> lobbyist for type C. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the other threads and characters that we that we meet and how this season is going to go. Yes, because we've barely hit on the new things that are introduced. Right. So, again, not really resolved, but new things blossoming? Being planted. Nothing's blossoming yet. Everything's being planted. And it ends on a type a cliffhanger this first episode i mean yeah they came out in three episode chunks so yes. <laughs> um so because i've seen the entire first half of season three now um i want to hear your opinion first what do you think are the plots of the season having seen the first episode okay so we have the missing princess tara um we have the murder of the king and queen of Markovia, Markovia, thank you. I'm like, I can't remember the name. The king and queen of Markovia are dead. There are two twin princes. Again, two princes um, back here. Uh, um, two, two twin princes and their missing sister. Um, the question of do the twin princes have the metahuman gene in them um killed by a metahuman possible war starting there so i think that like that is going to be something that ends up in the season finale like this this thread is going to be something that we're following and it will surprise us how it's all been laid out so that's going to be a big reveal of something um second we have Nightwing getting his ragtag um low budget um Robin Nightwing Incorporated group together <laughs> of Nightwing Superboy Black Lightning who is um getting too old for this stuff and also <laughs> just can't live with himself. Uh, and who, who else did he recruit? Uh, he's got Artemis. 
That's right. And they're going off to do some real investigation on this metahuman thing, trafficking stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have they have a, a nice arc going because that's where we're that's where we end in this episode is they're all getting together and they're going to go off on reconnaissance and try to find some more stuff um and then there's this other plot of the breaking of the justice league which i think the so you break something in the first episode you either really break it by the end of this season or you bring it back together by the end of the season so it's either the story of the repair or it's a story of the breaking apart. So I can see that either the final episode will be that whole thing ter- being completely torn apart and now we're left in shambles. There is no Justice League. Or And I gotta say, I really enjoy that plot line. Yeah. It feels very pertinent for our time of like do you give up on something that does some good when you feel hindered by all the things you have to do in the rules it's like this moral question there that I really Mm -hmm. enjoy it feels satisfying to see the Justice League broken apart rather than it forming or like an origin story right it feels like it's gotten too big I don't don't believe that it is too big to fail I, I believe that it is big enough to fail like <laughs> big enough to fail <laughs> it's galactic yeah it's it's too massive and uh as batman says it's forgotten what it was actually formed to do which is take care of earth mm-hmm. and so we earthlings are going to take care of earth and you guys can alien it up and fix stuff everywhere I love a good bad guy like Batman in the season because he's a bad guy you can root for. Because you see Batman, oh yeah, good guy. I like the good guy. And he says things that make sense, but he's doing things that will, I think, ultimately be bad guy things in the long run. Yeah, he's casting doubt and sowing seeds of rebellion in a really good organization. Something that we as fans are like, yes, of course, Justice League of America exists, you know, or Justice League Unlimited or whatever they want to call themselves. (laughs) So I I do think that he will be, in some ways, Batman will be the villain. In some ways, Darkseid will be the villain. And in all things, there's, there are multiple threads and things ripping out at some things together so there's there's not one thing that tears the justice league apart there's the emotional thing that tears them apart and then there's the physical manifestation of the emotional um block which is uh the villain the villain is always the physical Mm -hmm. manifestation of what's happening happening emotionally with the heroes And that's something I think Young Justice doesn't necessarily struggle with, but there's not like a clear overarching single villain most of the time. 
I think by the end of season two, you kind of got like, okay, here's like the Reach Ambassador and Black Beetle, and they're a thing. Um, but it took a while to get to that mm-hmm. point. Um, so I'm not sure if Darkseid is going to represent an emotional thing very well in this season. But I certainly think he'll be the bad guy. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure emo- what emotional themes are out there. I know plot lines. Like, that's the thing. I understand the plot lines, but I don't understand emotionally what we're tracking or who we should be tracking. In some ways, it's like, hey, watch Nightwing. Night, Watch yeah. Nightwing. That's, that's what the series is saying. Nightwing will be the center, and then what happens to Nightwing is going to be the thing that follows. But there's not an emotional... Thing going on with Nightwing that to track. I get what you're saying. You follow that. It's not having seen Game of Thrones, I know I talk about it a lot in a judgmental way. Um, <laughs> it's okay too, <laughs> as somebody who has watched. But I certainly, yeah, it feels like Young Justice has um, some of the similar challenges that Game of Thrones does, where there's a lot of characters that we see sporadically. And so it can be kind of hard to keep track of them, which is why I think this works in like a three episodes at a time model. Because hmm. um, again, me having seen the first half of season three now, uh, the stuff by the end, I'm like, oh, I didn't know I should be watching you. Hmm. I mean, he's already in the show. So like Beast Boy feels like a key element by the mid-season point, even though he was in season two also kind of sporadically hmm I know watching episode one you'd be huh Beast Boy really (laughs) I'm I'm interested I am interested enough to watch the other episodes that are out there I I totally am Um, but it is plot heavy character heavy but not in the sense of characters meaning anything but as far as number of characters it's heavy there but I think when I read DC Comics this is the same way as well which is plot is king and Mm -hmm. character is is secondary to that. Like the plot of the thing happens and the character is secondary. I'm going to disagree a bit on behalf of Young Justice. I do think that character is first with Young Justice. I'm going to use a science metaphor here. Um, So with atoms, we can only ever know the more you know the vector of an atom, like where it's going, the less you know about where it is in the moment. And if you can tell exactly in a moment where an atom is, you don't know which direction it's going. And I forget the principle of this, the name of it. Um, But essentially, you can either know the vector, the velocity, or you can know where a thing is. And I think in Young Justice, we get a lot of, like, where the character is. There's a lot of personality that shines through, that is engaging and charismatic, and makes you love these characters in individual ways so they don't all, like same motion to each other even though there are so many of them they're all clearly individuals that you all want to love 
Um, but I do agree it's hard to know their velocity. Where are these characters going? Um, especially, like, coming from season one where, like, Calder is a main character in season one and probably the leading character. Then in season two, he's, like, missing most of the time and then maybe a bad guy, but then not a bad guy. And now in season three, he's jumped time and is in charge of the Justice League, but is, like, not in this season hardly at all. Hmm. You don't know where you're going. And that's part of the thrill. For me. Okay. I'll allow it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying... <laughs> I'll allow it. Um, not that they need me to. But I, I think that, for me... I just I'm I'm always grabbing for emotional themes that I can hold on to to resolve me later on and hmm. like I we get the emotional theme of Black Lightning so I latched onto him you mm-hmm. latch onto Nightwing because it's Dick Grayson and you know it's like oh he's there's there's something to hold on to there and i hope that oracle is something later on that comes out that we get to meet in person but i i just there's something emotionally missing even though in that first first episode that first block of time a lot of plot and story happens and the biggest emotional thing we get is Black Lightning and his arc. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything against that. I like that. But the fact that everybody else, I wasn't quite sure what emotionally we were, we should be watching for. Yeah, I won't disagree with you. I think that part of why Young Justice is so interesting to me writing-wise is because it is... And I mean this in a good way. Challenging. It doesn't fit a lot of the TV formulas that we're used to seeing. Like I think a lot about um, sitcoms, where maybe a main character has like a guest actor who's their significant other for the season. Sure. And you know they're. You're you don't get that off. guest actor in every episode. Yeah. yeah. You don't get them in every episode. You get you spread out that contract. You get like a significant other plot every other episode. Like Paul Rudd show up in. There. You know the later seasons of Friends. Probably that's a thing recently that I learned was a thing. Yeah, I'm not a Friends person, but I imagine that he's probably in every other episode when he's dating Phoebe. Yeah, he right? was dating Phoebe. Yeah. and then they met his parents, um, and Phoebe tr- tried too hard. It, it was just, it was just really rough. There's a formula there. We check in regularly on this guest character who's a major part of the main character's life. And in Young Justice, there is no pattern. Just like life. You're going to see this other character again uh, six, seven episodes from now. We'll check in on that plot then. Okay. Again, not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's really interesting to me from a writing perspective because it is challenging that formula in a way that is still engaging and good. Like, I hate when a formula is challenged and it just falls flat or is bad. Right. Because lots of writers want to do something different for the sake of being different, not for the sake of being good. Right. 
I'm going to write this. And Young Justice tries stuff that is different. For I'm going to write this this way because I'm going to forego what all these other people have done. It's the up. It's leaning out for the sake of leaning out instead of a dramaturgical reason to lean out. And I understand that with a show like Young Justice, when you have three tiers of heroes that you're trying to use, um, you end up with the, you know, Avengers Infinity War problem, which is I have all these heroes who all have their separate stories and all have their separate groups and who do you pick and who do you pair up to create interesting dynamics and, and move forward. And in a lot of ways, it feels, and I don't mean to be glib with this, it feels a little bit like a um, Dostoevsky novel where you just have like <laughs> so many people <laughs> that, you're, that you're here looking at. And then you're just not catching everything. You're not sure why we're hearing this character's story right now at the detriment of so many other stories. Like, why are we spending so much time on this character's story at the moment when I thought we were talking about, you know, Nightwing, why are we over here now? And why are we over here now? It's just, I, I know that they're setting up a lot of things. And in the very first episode is doing what it should be doing, which is, these are the major plot questions. This is how the world is working. These are the stakes. And this is what um, we'll have to come back and find a new normal later. Yeah. I should have made you watch the first three episodes because they really feel like... One long episode? It's like act one, act two, and act three of one story. I see. But that's kind of what the whole season feels like with these lumps of three episodes. Like, each one is Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. I see. They're self-contained plots, but they also have these major threads between the chunks of three. Interesting. A lot of what is set up in Episode 1 is resolved in Episode 2. Resolved? Or 3. I was I like, like now you're going against... Some of the, <laughs> some of the plot plot parts? Okay. Yeah. Not just emotional or like big questions like, what about the murder of the king and queen? Cool, we're going to solve that. Got it. Great. Sounds wonderful. Well, I, I look forward to watching them. Yeah. I, I do. I honestly do. I don't dislike this show. <laughs> just natural Chris Sarkis right. voice. You got to clarify sometimes. I do. I have to. Uh, it's a. God bless me with this sarcasm voice and um, it's a blessing and a curse mostly a curse so <laughs> one would say it's a blur it's a blurs. Uh, that's not going to catch on um, unless we make a really cool shirt um, it's a blurs. Uh, so many shirts so little time um, Mackenzie, did you have a favorite thing from this particular episode or from the first three episodes, if you want to go that way? Besides how handsome Prince Brion is, Ooh. 
Yes, I did have a favorite running <laughs> thing. <laughs> yes. I actually really enjoy the handling of Black Lightning accidentally killing the little girl and the permanence of that fallout that they'd show. I think it's really tastefully done. It's really interesting to me because it's not something you see in superhero genre stuff a hmm. lot. Um, and it all has the weight of what it feels it needs to have that bleeds into his personal life, not just his professional life. Yeah. I mean, I did appreciate him showing up out of costume and that being a thing. And I think yeah. that was my favorite thing was seeing just like this guy walking, <laughs> just street clothes, you know, like, yeah, I'm out. Why would you show up in costume to resign? I, I, I totally get it. But the, they're like, hello, Black Lightning. I, what are you? Okay, that's fine. It's like when you go into work to quit that day and leave and never come back. Like, are you going to wear the uniform? No. <laughs> I'm not going to put on this flare today. I'm going to dress up like Black Lightning and, and quit. That's what I'm going to do. But, but when you're Black Lightning, you don't dress up as Black Lightning to quit. You. Yeah, you dress up as not Black Lightning. <laughs> I mean, is he still Black? I mean, never mind. Is he still Black Lightning? Anyway, so that was your. We are both of our favorite things are Black Lightning based. So that's. that's I'm okay with that. It works really well. Um, Anything else you need to say about Young Justice for the folks who don't have DC Universe um, or don't have DC Universe yet? I do have to say that if you are going to give this a try, um, of course, watch the first two seasons first if you can. which are also on DC Universe. And definitely stick through it. I think one of my favorite superhero gags of all time happens near the end of this first part of season three. There's a Beast Boy hallucinatory episode, and he dreams in the style of Teen Titans Go, but about his traumatic childhood with Doom Patrol, and they it's so magical. It's hard to communicate how wonderful and meta this gag is. They do the Teen Titans Go theme song in the Cartoon Network style, but they shout, Doom Patrol die, D-I-E, D-I-E, Doom Patrol die. Ugh. It's works on so many levels. You just have to get there. <laughs> I will... Or at least look that up on YouTube separately. I, 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 ho- I look forward to that. I look forward to getting there. Good. Um, since Jack is now watching one Teen Titans go for every Unikitty, essentially. Ooh. A one-to-one yeah, ratio. We'll watch two Unikitties and then we'll go watch two Teen Titans Goes. Two Teen Titans Goes? Teen Titan Go? Teen Titans Go? How do you pluralize? We'll watch two episodes of Teen Titans Go. That works better. (laughs) Shall we talk? Oh, Jinx. Homework time. Let's. For next time. We haven't talked about Star Wars Resistance in a moment, and you know that we're secretly a Star Wars podcast. (laughs) So, your homework for next time. Season one will have ended. Um, Please go check out, um, or don't check out Star Wars Resistance, whatever your flavor may be. Um, But just know, we will be spoiling the entire season. Be comfortable with that. We'll start off at the beginning talking about general things we love without spoilers, but we'll get into the spoilers. And just know that based on the timeline of Star Wars Resistance, that probably means spoilers for episodes 7, 8 of the main Star Wars movies also. 
I haven't seen the finale yet, but I'm going to assume there might be relevant spoilers. You think so? I think the way the timelines match up, there could be, yes. <laughs> if you haven't seen episode 7 and 8, we might get into things that happen in those movies that might also possibly be referenced on Star Wars Resistance. Good times. <laughs> As always, thank you to our engineer, Nigel Catino, and to Jacob Reed for our theme music. Let us know what you think about Young Justice on Twitter, at WG Animated. You can find our show notes where we have links to articles and different things on our Podbean, writersgetanimated.podbean.com, or you can check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash WG Animated. Like us there. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or, you know, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, whichever app slash service you use. Um, The reviews help people find us, which is great. We love having people join us for whatever their favorite animated show happens to be. So stay for DC Universe. No, come for DC Universe. Stay for Moana or whatever whatever your flavor is. Everyone comes from I know. It's interesting. (laughs) I almost said, as always, thank you to Nigel. We already did that, though, so I don't know what I was... Yeah, It felt right to, like, start thanking Nigel again, but... It's time to good night, good night, everybody, everybody. Good night, everybody.